0: All right, Kev, we'll say good morning, good morning, let us begin. We are continuing, Mirza Hashem, in the third chapter of Shar HaBitachon. So the Mechah writes as follows. He says, HaKtoma what we'll call the third introduction, although again, it, I'm sorry, fourth introduction, which which again, remember, we're speaking about in this particular paragraph that there are a number of principles that are necessary for the actualization of one's bitachon. So in, in the, just to just orient ourselves a little bit, in the first chapter, we spoke about, again, the five criteria that someone or something has to meet in order to be worthy of one's bitachon. Chapter two, we then established that, of course, no human being meets those criteria, only the Ribano Shalom does, and therefore Akhalish Baruch Hu goes ahead and is deserving of our bitachon. In chapter two chapter three, we're then focusing on the idea that in addition, so now that we have the five criteria, there are also a number of other conditions or introductions, so to speak. Yeah, conditions we'll call it, that are introductions that have to occur in order for a person's bitachin to be complete. So the first, of course, was you have to believe in the five criteria, or you have to acknowledge the five criteria. Now we're going through the rest of them. So in number four, the fourth literal introduction, the fourth literal introduction, so we'll say this This is incredible. So the fourth introduction or the fourth piece in order to in order to maximize one's bitachon is that a person has to go ahead, let's just translate literally, pay strong attention and make great effort to uphold that which Hashem has obligated him to do as part of his service to him. Right? So therefore, again, before we go into this even more, the fourth actum, or the fourth introduction, is that a person has to put in effort to go ahead and fulfill the obligations that he has towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right again, remember that Ivon Lashol Olam outlines a series of obligations that we have, both Adam lechaveru and Adam lemakom, between the interpersonal obligations and obligations to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And a person has to be willing to invest an incredible amount of effort in order to meet those obligations. The last Uli kasher sorry, his hero and ultimately again to go ahead and literally to do those things that Akkadish Baruch Hu commands me to do and to abstain from those things that he commands me to abstain from. So we'll say so again, this is a very straightforward idea. This is if if you want if you want to have in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you want that bitachon to be meaningful. You have to be willing to invest in the relationship. What does investment in a relationship with God look like? Doing the things he tells you to do. Don't doing, not doing the things that he tells you not to do. That, that, that's the investment. But being really invested in those two areas. He says, And I will say, and again, this is incredible because if I do this, if I do this, then Kephi so in the same way that I ask HaKadosh Baruch to do things for me, HaKadosh Baruch asks me, so to speak, to do things for him. Now, of course, it's not really a complete equation because remember again, I ask HaKadosh Baruch to do things for me because of a complete and absolute reliance that I have on God. On the other hand, HaKadosh Baruch asks me to do things not because he has a reliance on me at all, but he asks me to do those things ultimately again for my own benefit. But nevertheless, what the mechaber is pointing out over here is, in the same way that I ask Hashem for things, and when I ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for things ultimately again, I'll, say, no, I'll get afterwards, I okay? think. the same way that when, ask, that, that when I ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for things, I, 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 I ask for his commitment to the execution of those particular things, it's reciprocal. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks me for things, He's asking for my complete commitment to carry out and to see through the expectations that he has put out for me. As Chazal have told us, as Chazal have told us, now we'll say so again. As Chazal told us, very beautiful idea. Make his will your will, or I should say, really make your will like his will, which means sublimate your will to his will in order that his will will be like your, I should say in order that your will will become like his will, so in other words make let me translate that again, literally make the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch like your will, i.e. whatever God asks you to do do it, Now, I will that Lashon is very interesting, what does it mean Ratzon HaKadosh Baruch Hu I So sometimes, sometimes a person will do something, right? Somebody will ask me to do something, and I'll do it, and I'll do it. But I will say, sometimes there's a difference between the things that we do for others versus the things that we do for ourselves, right? When I'm doing something for me because I want to do it, often the effort looks a certain way, and the product, the result, looks a certain way. Versus when I'm doing something for someone else, fine, I'll do it, I'll do it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have the same level of hislavos or Zerizos or just, or just same, I'll call it even like life professionalism. So what the Mishnah is coming to teach us was is, Mishnah Perkei Avos is, Make the will of Hashem like your own will. So if God asks you to do something, do it with the same level of Simcha, the same level of commitment and the same level of effort and excitement As if it were something you yourself wanted to do. It's such a beautiful idea. Because I'll say, again, this is all the time. When it's something, when it's something, you know where you see this sometimes? See this sometimes? You can see a difference between a person who has their own business versus a person who's going ahead and working for someone else. You can see this thing, right? If I have my own, if I have my own business, right? So again, it's my business. It's my business. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be putting in maximum effort in every single thing. In other words, I'm not going to sleep at night until. The, versus sometimes if you're working for someone else. Again, I don't mean this is always like this. I'm sorry. If you work for someone else, you work hard too. But I understand, but there's a difference very often. Again, the world is filled with clock punchers who are people who go into work, do their job, come home, and don't expend any additional level of effort because I don't have to. I don't have to. Versus when you own it, you have to, because your effort makes it or breaks it. Again, not to say that there aren't people who don't work hard working for but of course. But I'm sorry, 24, 24 seven, 24 seven. seven. When something is yours, when something is yours, right? Then it's, it's yours every single day of the week, every hour of the day. Whatever happens, you own it. You own it. So I we'll was say, there's a difference sometimes when something is yours versus when something belongs to someone else, and that's what the Mishnah is saying. It's such a profound idea. Sometimes when it comes to Avodas Hashem, Sashem, right, these are things that God wants. There's the stuff that God wants. There's the stuff that I want, right? And and often there's a disconnect between the two. The stuff that I want, I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about, right? so. You know, you give you give simple examples of this, right? When when it's something I want to do, I'm all in. And whatever all in looks like, something that God wants me to do, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But the level of excitement may not be the same. Ase Ritsono Kirtsoncha. Make Baruch Hu's will like your own. Kadeshi Yase Ritsoncha Kirtsono. Then Hashem will make your will like his will. And as say there's this reciprocity in this relationship. If I treat the will of God as if it were my own, and therefore there's that excitement, there's that hislavos then Hashem will do the same for me. It's such a beautiful idea. I will say, it's also a very nuanced... I was very taken by this concept and I was looking at this last night, which is how... And this happens in our Yiddishkeit. Hashem asks me to do things, and I do them, but it's God's thing. It's God's thing that God wants me to do, and I'm, a good, I'm a good soldier, so I, I'm going to do it. But it doesn't become my thing. It just becomes something I have to do for God. What the Mishnah is saying is... Make God's thing your thing, just because you'll treat it differently in life, you'll approach it differently in life. Suddenly, again, everything is just takes on a greater sense of urgency because it's your thing now. Such an incredible idea. Ultimately, again, literally sublimate your will in front of his will in order that he will sublimate the will of others in front of your will. Meaning, That last part does mean to sublimate the will of others in front of your will. That if someone wants to harm me, someone wants to visit, you know, damage upon me, so ultimately again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will sublimate their will before my will. So, we'll say, so this is HaKadama number four, which is that when you serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, literally again, make it your thing. Make it your thing. How do you show if you make it your thing? Ultimately again, if there is a sense of urgency, a sense of excitement, a sense of zeal, a sense of zrizos, ultimately then it becomes right. Literally again, Trust in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and do good. Shchan aretz ure va va'amar tova Hashem lekavav lenefesh tishushenu. avo mishif al I will say, but ultimately against someone who has who, who who has realized in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Vehu mamra also kamoh husaval the Kama Daito halusha I will say now someone who says that they serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but literally again, but literally mamra means literally rebel, or try to fool, or try to fool, how, we'll say how, by not taking my mitzvahs seriously, right? So someone who serves HaKadosh Baruch who says, I'm into the relationship, but ultimately does not take their obligations seriously, it's so foolish, right? It's so foolish, and literally again, Kamu Hu Sachal, Sachal means foolish, the Kama Daito Chalusha and how weak is his knowledge and understanding, meaning, you think you could pay God lip service, and I'm going to fool him? Right? I'm going to say to Hakadosh Baruch "I'm in," when I'm really not. Let's do knows everything. Kiuroa, listen to this. Kiuroa, kimishnis manala wim adam al davar. So, let's listen to this? He gives a Moshelem. He gives a Moshelem. Let's say I ask Reuven to do something for me. I ask Rubain to do something. Kishu osol is asek mitzrachav. So say, I ask Ruvain to take care of something, either to do something or not to do something. The That will say, Ruvain doesn't comply. So I asked Ruvain, I asked Ruvain to do something. Ruvain didn't come through. And then I find out that Ruvain did not comply. That will say, what happens if Ruvain doesn't do what I asked him to do? What happens? What happens? He doesn't get paid. He doesn't get paid. Or, or, or whatever it is. Or I'm not going to trust him anymore. Or he's fractured the relationship. The idea is that if Ruben and I entered into a relationship together, and I had an expectation of him, and he agreed to the expectation, and then he doesn't come through, at the end of the day, fine, even without anger or anything like that, well, if you're not coming through for me, then I'm not going to come through for you. He says, Kolsha King, If a person violates, if a person goes ahead and violates the mitzvah of Hashem, I want to point out, violation over here could either mean commission of Averos or just non-fulfillment of the obligations I have, right? Each of us has obligations towards the Parachu. And now I'm not coming through on those obligations. So he writes over here. So it's a very simple idea. Hashem has expectations of me. Hashem has expectations. If I don't meet those expectations, then what? Then I'm someone who's not coming through. That's it. He's not telling me I'm not going to get punished. I'm, get this. I'm not coming through. So I can't, I can't expect the Rebano Shalom to come through on the expectations I have of him if I don't come through on the expectations he has of me. There's a certain quid pro quo in the relationship. So literally again, she says, what, what, what is the hope of the flatterer who robs when God casts off his soul? The Ha. So we'll say so again, it's just quoting a series of sukim that ultimately highlight this. Yisod. But I will say this brings together HaKtama number four. So remember again, in hakhtama number four, so ultimately again, we see this idea. HaKtama number four is come through for God. Come through for God. There are expectations. There are expectations. We have expectations of Him. He has expectations of us. But very simply, if you want God to come through on the expectations you have of Him, then ultimately come through on the expectations He has of you. That's the Yisod. That's the Yisod I will say. And ultimately again, and to me, here, here's the greatest piece of it. I say, Ritsoncha, Ritsono, Kirtzoncha. Don't approach your Yiddishkeit as, okay, Hashem has all these obligations of me and I have obligations of myself, or expectations. Rather, make the expectations of the ribono shel Olam ultimately like they're your own expectations. Or in other words, you become the sole proprietor of your Yiddishkeit. Make your Yiddishkeit your own family business. It's mine, I own it. And if I own it, and if I own it, then it's got to be the kind of thing that I'm attentive to, Twenty four seven. And if that's the effort that I put into my Yiddishkeit, that's the effort that I put into the expectations that God has of me, then I have every right, every right to make counter expectations of Akkadish Barakwa as well. All right, you hear me all right? Excellent.